Cult of the Haunted podcast. A little bit of scary with a little bit of history. Sorry, that was me. Gotcha. Take two. <laughs> Some of the great haunted places around the world. It's haunted history. Welcome to the Haunted History Podcast, where we mix a little bit of scary with a little bit of history and talk about some of the great haunted places around the world. I'm your host, Nikki, and this is my co-host, Tay. Why, hello there. (laughs) Today, we're going to be talking about the famous RMS Queen Mary, an ocean liner that was in operation from 1936 to 1967 and is now parked floating on in Long Beach, California. The Queen Mary is said to be haunted and there are a lot of reports of different ghosts. Tay recently visited Los Angeles and area and while she was there she went to the Queen Mary. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that before we get into the story? I would absolutely love to. So I visited the Queen Mary this past September 2017, if you're listening to this in the future, uh, with my mom, who I actually convinced to join me on the Haunted Encounters ghost tour uh, that the ship operates. So I had a little bit of a head start when it came to researching uh, this and was somewhat familiar with a few of the stories that we're about to talk about. The ship is really old. It's very beautiful with a really rich history And one of the most surprising things is how gigantic it is. It is huge. Two times the size of the Titanic. Yeah, I saw the pictures. Huge is right. And it was in its heyday, a -a one-of-a-kind ship. The finest in the ocean liner category, right? Kind of in a league of its own? I actually took some advertisements used uh, back in the day. And as our listeners probably don't know, but I'm sure you do, Uh, I'm a huge fan of historical advertising and just advertising in general. And I love to look at what used to sell and how we use some of it today and how it's different. Uh, And these advertisements we came across on the ship were really unique, but incredibly familiar in some ways. Some of the lines included relax your way to Europe, the root of the unrushables and the unrushables or how to thrive on champagne and caviar. If you're fascinated with classic old school advertising like I am, we'll post some of these on Instagram and you can check them out. Well, I could totally thrive on champagne and caviar. That is for sure. Um, So why don't we get to the story? All right. So on May 27th, 1936, the RMS Queen Mary departed from Southampton, England, beginning her maiden transatlantic voyage towards New York. The ocean liner was built by John Brown and Company for Cunard Line, known as the Cunard White Star Line, in Clydebank, Scotland. Construction began in 1930, and though it saw some setbacks and delays due to the economy at the time, Cunard spared no expense, and the glitz and glamour showed with their famous passengers, which saw the likes of actors like Clark Gable, Gone with the Wind, and Bob Hope rode to Zanzibar. I just wanted to say Zanzibar. (laughs) (laughs) True royalty, including the Duke and Duchess of Windsor, and politicians, including Winston Churchill. The ocean liner was bigger, faster, and more powerful than the Titanic, and twice the size, (laughs) and set a new speed record for the fastest ever North Atlantic crossing that she kept for 14 years. When built, the boat boasted five dining and lounge areas, two cocktail bars, two swimming pools, a grand ballroom, a small hospital, and a squash court. It was known as the finest way to travel. 
In September of 1939, the RMS Queen Mary was called on to support the war efforts by transporting troops. The ocean liner was painted, rather, camouflage gray, stripped of its amenities and turned into a troop transport, nicknamed the Grey Ghost. It was the largest and fastest troop transport, transporting 16,000 troops at 30 knots. Uh, For those of us on the metric system, that's around 55.5 kilometers per hour or 34.5 miles per hour. During its time as a warship, it was said to have carried over 800,000 troops and prisoners of war. In 1946, after the war, it made eight brides and babes voyages, (laughs) transporting more than 22,000 war brides and their children to the United States and Canada. After the war, she was completely refurbished, turned back into a passenger vessel, and returned to her original purpose on July 21, 1947, resuming trips between Southampton, Cherbourg, I am not pronouncing that right, Uh, I don't speak German, and New York. The 1960s, as... In the 1960s, as air travel became more affordable, transatlantic trips fell out of fashion. Around 1963, they tried to turn the vessel into an occasional cruise ship of sorts, doing odd trips to the Canary Islands and later the Bahamas, but without air conditioning, outdoor pools, and other amenities held by their competitors, it couldn't compete. So by 1965, Cunard's fleet was operating at a loss. In 1967, it was sold to the city of Long Beach, California for $3.4 million and turned into a museum and hotel. It took its final voyage, departing on October 31st, 1967, arriving in Long Beach, California on December 9th, 1967. All said and done, the RMS Queen Mary made 1,000 transatlantic trips. But enough about the history. Let's get to why you're really here. Let's talk about the deaths and hauntings on the RMS Queen Mary. There are said to have been at least 49 reported deaths on the RMS Queen Mary, and as we'll find out later, there have been more than that associated with the vessel. To my surprise, when we started the research for this episode, a death took place on the Queen Mary as recently as December 5th, 2011. Around 8.30pm, 26-year-old Kelly Ryan Durrell of Long Beach, California, fell 75 feet from one of the top decks of the ship into the freezing water between the dock ship and the parking lot. It is unclear exactly what was happening at the time, but Kelly, who appeared to be intoxicated, which was later confirmed by police, scaled the four-foot railing and fell. Her boyfriend attempted to grab her, but was unable to hold her. Several people, including the boyfriend and hotel employee, went into the water after her but the water was so cold that her boyfriend had to be rescued due to hypothermia. The death was ruled as an accident, and we are not aware of any ghosts associated specifically with that. On October 2nd, 1942, while operating as a transport ship in the Second World War, the Queen Mary had an unfortunate accident when it collided with one of its escort vessels, the HMS Curaco? Curaco? Is that what we're going with? Let's go with Kiriko. Sure. The Queen Mary, carrying 20,000 U.S. trips. And I do, I have to stop here for a second because I realized earlier we said they could carry the maximum of 16,000, but I actually think it was like 16,000 comfortably, 
but they like piled in the extra 4,000. So I'm just going to throw that out there. So the Queen Mary, carrying 20,000 U.S. troops from the 19th Infantry Division, was headed to from New York to Glasgow. During transportation, the Curica was running a zigzag pattern to evade Nazi troops when the Queen Mary, going 28.5 knots, so almost 52 kilometers an hour or 33 miles per hour, unexpectedly caught up to it. The Queen Mary was 20 times the size of the escort vessel, and it collided with it, splitting the smaller vessel right in half. The captain of the Queen Mary at the time, Captain Cyril Illingworth, was required to continue uh, along the journey without stopping because of military protocol. Though realistically, stopping and turning around the ship would be quite a feat. Uh, But he did radio some British destroyers in the area. Unfortunately, by the time the rescue ships arrived, most of the crew had perished due to hypothermia. Of the 430 members of the crew, 99 survived. It is reported that you can hear the screams of the Caracos crew and passengers in the boiler room. And there's also uh, one of the propellers in a room right off the engine room. And that the tour guide uh, told us you could supposedly hear people as well. Uh, and other claim that the ship's bow is a hot spot because that's where the Kiriko was split in half. Many other deaths took place aboard the ship during wartime travels, simply due to things like extreme heat, general illness, and healthcare at the time. It is said that some troops even jumped ship, leaving uh, the New York ports at times. The Queen Mary's first captain, Captain Sir Edgar Britton, died of, died of a stroke on board in his cabin in 1936. So that's the first year the ship was making trips. That's crazy. How unfortunate. And in 1949, senior second officer William Stark accidentally drank poison that was stored in a gin bottle. As one of the story's tellings go, the bottle was in the captain's quarters and the captain was giving Stark a pat in the back for some job well done and told Stark that he could duck into the cabin and give himself a drink. Unfortunately, sorry, get himself a drink. I guess give him that works too. <laughs> Unfortunately, the captain failed to mention to Stark that one of the gin bottles, gin bottles in the room was filled with either laundry detergent or acid. And Stark died of poisoning shortly thereafter. I feel like it would be more like acid, not laundry detergent, but okay. I, just, I mean, maybe it was acid-filled laundry detergent. <laughs> combination bleach it could have been bleach oh. laundry detergent if it was laundry detergent it could have been bleach that's true I don't huh. know if that's a thing I might Maybe. have made that up they did use more bleach than we do nowadays right back exactly. in the day yeah. alright so on December 10th 1966 John Petter an 18 year old crewman was crushed in a hatch door number 13 in the engine room around 3.55am during a watertight drill the accident took place with no witnesses, and the fireman slash cleaner, which I guess is the same job description. The fireman, like, fill the engine, I think, with, like, I don't know, is it coal or whatever? Whatever the ship runs by, they fill it, <laughs> and I think that's why they're called a fireman, and a cleaner who, like, cleans the engine. So I think he actually, like, does oh. both jobs. So I've seen him referenced as a fireman, and I've also seen him referenced as a cleaner, so I think he was doing both. Gotcha. Okay. I made mean, I made that up. Anyway, so the fireman slash cleaner was found by another crew member. There was little to tell he had been harmed, save for his blue lips and a small amount of blood. The watertight door that John was crushed in is used in case of an accident and is closed to keep various parts of the ship airtight. And it does it automatically. So they, you can't, once they start closing, you can't stop them from closing. 
Like an oh. automatic, you press the button, I don't know, somewhere, and they all close. So basically, if you're in the way, you're fucked. Yeah. <laughs> There's no time, and I think they close very fast, and they're not very big. So yeah, once it's done, it's done. So then John was taken to the deck where the night sister assessed him. So that was the nun who was the nurse. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> night sister. Uh, she was unable to tell if he was dead or alive, and he was given morphine and pronounced dead upon his arrival at the ship's hospital. While there was no record of exactly what happened, we did read that it was a drill and that none of the foul play theories were founded. So we did read a theory where he was um, perhaps jumping in and out like a game to see if he could get out of the door faster than it closed. That um, is said to be a debunked theory. It's not a thing that... Well, if no one is around... Well, exactly. Like, who is he competing against himself? Let me just see if I can do this faster than no one else. Because I'm shown off to no one. <laughs> exactly. No, that was not a thing that he did. He was shown off to the first captain's ghost. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they were hanging out now. <laughs> so the ghost of John is said to have been seen wandering the starboard side of the shaft alley, where the guests have reported a young bearded man wandering around, sometimes looking for a wrench. He is also sometimes seen in white coveralls. And Tay's tour guide during the haunted tour said that a little boy once during a tour asked if someone had died as he passed through the doorway before the tour guide had had a chance to tell John's story. And I would like to say that the tour guide that we had was not someone, he was a paranormal tour guide, but he didn't really believe in the paranormal, which I think is kind of ironic. But he basically said he didn't believe in the paranormal, but he was like, it was a really creepy incident, just generally speaking. Uh, So when I was there, I took a few photos, and by a few, I mean one. I don't know why it says a few in my script, but (laughs) because I put it there, uh, of ghost stories that were posted around the uh, the ship. So this one was posted in the lobby of what is now the new... Um, the Royal Theater. It sits above the engine room and I'm literally literally going to read it word for word. So very early in the morning of January 15th, 2000, a Queen Mary Property Services crew member was vacuuming the carpet in the exhibit hall when the temperature dropped dramatically. I had a feeling I was not alone and when I turned around, I saw a little girl standing before me. She was sucking her thumb and staring at me with these intense eyes. Then, as the little girl stretched her arms towards me, I saw her eyes glow and realized she was standing. Uh, She was not standing. She was floating towards me. uh, Like she wanted to be picked up. I ran. Later on, I went back there with some people. But of course, we didn't see anything at that time. But the air chilled again. And all of us rushed out. I don't know what voice that was supposed to be. Um... Among the other deaths and hauntings that we read but cannot necessarily confirm, there are allegedly two girls that died or haunt died or haunt the former second class pool that is now the Royal Theater. So used to be a pool, now it's a theater. Just throwing that out there. Dana is said to be seen around there looking for her mother. Her father allegedly annihilated her entire family and they said that her mother and sister were found strangled in the bed in B-474 and her and her father were found shot in the bathroom along with Jackie, five or six, who allegedly drowned in the second class pool and Sarah, 68, who drowned there in 1949. 
There are also two ladies that are said to haunt the first class pool, apparently both having died there. One wanders around in 1930s clothing and the other in 1960s, as well as a little boy who fell overboard close to the pool and now haunts the passageway. A particularly horrific death, allegedly confirmed by the ship's current captain, took place during World War II. A couple of Australian soldiers were on board and apparently they weren't huge fans of the cooking. Uh, So they tossed the cook in one of the ovens and he burned alive. People say his screams can still be heard. Seems like a totally reasonable way to deal with not liking a meal. Yeah, that seems like a really bad way to die. (laughs) Among the unconfirmed, you may also find David and Terrence who travel together and respond when talked to, wandering around looking for their children. In room 340, that is said to be close to the public for the last 20-something years because of too many reports of paranormal activity, activity supposedly there are voices beds shaking water running and lights turning on and off on their own we also read that a staff member was murdered in there zero confirmation though yet nothing absolutely nothing it is possible you'll see the lady in the white evening dress who hangs around the queen's salon dancing (laughs) that was a delayed (laughs) (laughs) i I thought the line was done (laughs) You might also come across the blue boy dressed in Edwardian clothing. Don't know why he'd be wearing Edwardian clothing in whatever time period that is, but okay, <laughs> whatever. People see what they see. Hey, he was he liked it, okay? The time I, period he was he was into it. Daniel, <laughs> aged five or six, at five who or liked six, Edwardian can, clothing. You can have a good fashion <laughs> sense at five or six. I mean I don't even know what Edwardian clothing looks like, but I'm assuming it is good. It's okay. Uh, He was looking for his parents around the promenade or by the observation bars and shops is where you will find him. If you're really lucky, you might come across the fedora dude, said to be a tall, creepy man with yellow teeth decked out in a zoot suit and a yellow fedora who hangs around like a real creep in the hotel lobby. Sounds like a catch. (laughs) Those yellow teeth, man. Someone who saw that were like, oh yeah, and he has yellow teeth. Zoot suit, a purple one. And yellow Love teeth. the yellow teeth. Mm-mm-mm. Or just the dude who hangs out in Sir Winston's bar area. This apparition is impeccably dressed in a top hat, coattails, and slicked back hair. Supposedly, he's known for sneaking up behind unsuspecting patrons and clearing his throat to get their attention. <clears throat> Then he disappears to the wall to the men's room. He sounds like the George Clooney of ghosts. He's like, hey, babe. <laughs> Perhaps he's looking for the lady in the white evening gown, if you know what I mean. Wink, wink. <laughs> I don't know. It kind of sounds like he's ghosting her. <laughs> Sorry, I had to say that one. We're talking about ghost stories, okay? <laughs> it's totally reasonable. Other places that are said to be haunted on the ship include the safe room, the wheelhouse, and the isolation ward where the sick and contagious were isolated. It also sometimes served as a makeshift prison. So let's pretend you are totally convinced by all of these ghost stories and you just absolutely have to visit. It is your future destination. (laughs) 
Well then, the RMS Queen Mary currently sits at 1126 Queens Highway in Long Beach, California, where you can stay for what appears to be anywhere from $109 to $630 a night. Do you have to say the $630 was for New Year's Eve 2017? So you missed it. Uh, but if you are interested in 2018, perhaps you want to start saving. <laughs> the attraction itself oh, has shit. guided tours, shows, and exhibits. And the hotel also includes a fitness center, business center, and a spa. It is listed as a pet-friendly hotel, so feel free to bring along Fido as long as he's under 25 pounds, doesn't bark or make noise, and you have an extra $75 to cover him. As well, you cannot leave Fido in the hotel room by himself for any period of time, so generally I would advise against bringing him, but that's just me. The parking at the hotel is about $22 a night, with valet parking at $27 a night, and your rooms are air-conditioned with authentic deco, original artwork, and original wood paneling. Mm. <laughs> Gotta love the wood paneling. Oh, you do, though. You do. They have 32-inch flat-screen TVs with, satel- or with satellite TV and pay-per-view and Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi, you don't say. I know. <laughs> Would also like to mention it is twice the size of the Titanic. That's what she said. <laughs> Sorry, I had to. Um, But before you book your room and head to get your haunt on, we have tracked down a few maybe helpful reviews. Overall, the Queen Mary ranks 4 out of 5 on TripAdvisor, but is very clear that not everyone sees it the same. Uh, Peacekeeper2014 reviewed the Queen Mary... Queen Mary, rather... (laughs) Earlier this month, giving it a 5 out of 5, they said, My husband and I stayed on the Queen for the Thanksgiving holiday. We stayed in the Queen Mary suite and were delighted with the original artwork and beautiful art deco detailing. This Thanksgiving buffet was sumptuous. (laughs) (laughs) Which I still think is supposed to be scrumptious. We love the Queen Mary and always enjoy our stays. Might I add, these are reviews that uh, we are reading word for word. So I'm gonna try to re- like read them as per like the grammar in the yeah. <laughs> it's a little difficult, but they're overexcited. <laughs> All right, C. Dabdoy, maybe from Gilbert, Arizona, gave it a three out of five, saying the worst part was getting through the ticket line, very slow and just disorganized. However. Once aboard the ship, it was great. Easy to navigate. Loved the 4D movie. Did a guided Glory Days tour to see the main rooms and learn the basic history. Wouldn't want to stay as a guest. Stay as a guest, but enjoyed sightseeing for a few hours. All right, this one's from Noel Lezen. I feel like it's Noel Sin. (laughs) (laughs) That works. Um, Rated it of three out of five, saying. Stayed over Xmas weekend for our anniversary. Room price itself wasn't a lot, but being charged a service fee to use the gym, etc. If we wanted to, if we wanted, don't feel that's warranted. <laughs> that was a little tricky. Um, it should be included, seeing as I'm already paying for the room. Most hotels include that for incentive purposes. Plus, we had to pay to park overnight, which isn't right at all, in my opinion. I think guests should have free parking, especially at 22 a night. Restaurant goers get validation, though? Question she, mark? She's, like, no. <laughs> she's like, they get validation, though. <laughs> right? 
Is that a thing? So maybe just go eat at the restaurant and then you <laughs> and get free parking. And you don't have to pay for all the extra charges you don't want to pay for. <laughs> so after room and the dinner and a few drinks, we're looking at $300 plus cost-wise. We didn't get to take the tour we wanted or get massages. After dinner and room, we couldn't afford it. <clears throat> it felt like we were being charged left and right. Honestly feel unappreciated as guests and like our hard-earned money is not appreciated either. And it's just a gimme gimme. But you, the guest, don't get anything. How about the experience of just being there? <laughs> Duh. I can understand maybe if like the hotel like because they do on the website advertise that they have like Wi-Fi and like a gym and stuff and I could understand being pissed off if that wasn't included in the price but like the rooms are not cheap just to begin with I mean I know I said from 106 to 630 the average room is like 250 to 350 a night like of course there was fees built into it like there's always tourism fees and shit Mm -hmm. built into the the taxes I guess you would call it when renting a room and they're regulated by your government okay so there's just a couple more lines here um We'd love to be able to get away here more often, somewhere beautiful, historic, and explore, but at these costs, there's no way. Pretty sad, actually. Uh, My genuine piece of advice for her is to go do the tours and get your massage on the boat, or the ship, sorry. Stay at a different hotel. Stay at a different hotel within the vicinity. Take a $20 Uber. Anyway. (laughs) I didn't stay at the hotel, and the prices were ridiculous. We already had a, like a, um hotel booked anyway so it really wouldn't have made a difference but i can afford that no i can't either i stayed somewhere else (laughs) but i still got to enjoy the historic elegant beautiful view anyway joe aoc gives it a one out of five saying hidden costs i booked one king size room for about 110 dollars on booking and my final bill was close to 180 dollars how is that possible well, there's so-called facility fee, which is mandatory and cover things like Wi-Fi, etc. And it is not clearly shown at booking. Booking should have a stricter policy to make sure that mandatory fees are included in the price it presents or otherwise it is re- receiving customers. Deceiving customers. It does say receiving. I just want to clarify <laughs> Then there's parking fees, which is not mandatory, but really there's no other option since you're in the middle of the harbor. Close at closest public park parking would be about three or four or three miles or more this lack of transparency is not good transparency is not good business and i don't recommend it to <laughs> until they change this so i think maybe joassi went uh with noellison <laughs> um and they both didn't but just it. to say again on the <laughs> hidden costs if you're booking a room online, it'll give you the base rate plus applicable taxes beside I it. So, I mean, I could understand. I mean, I can understand. It is a lot of taxes. Yes. But let's pretend they booked the room and paid for it and stuff and then showed up. So when we went to Las Vegas last year, <laughs> which is another trip story. <laughs> we went to Las Vegas last year, we showed up at the hotel and we had to pay like a $30 a night fee on top of our stuff for like... I think they call it like a travel fee or a luggage fee. Incidentals. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And so we had to pay it on top. And I mean, our hotel was really cheap, so it really wasn't a big deal. But I could I could understand people being a little pissed off. But generally speaking, it's not like... 
have to say it's probably more in like the luxury hotel line. It might not be a luxury hotel. It's not like a $500 a night like room service and they bring in your ice for you twice a night just because you're the whatever. <laughs> but I do think it's more considered like a luxury or like a, a special based hotel. You're not going to go because you're staying on a business trip or something like that. Like, you know, this is a... It's a tourist attraction. Yeah, it's a touristy hotel. You're going to stay there one or two nights. You're not going to stay there for a few weeks. You're going to go. You're going to pay a little extra. You're going to get the experience. And then you're going to go home. Or you're going to move to another hotel. And it's popular. So they're going to charge you for it. Exactly. People want to go. These people visited. Yeah. They love it, but they visited. John Frisbee from Christchurch, UK gave a glowing 5 out of 5 review boasting that as a 20 year old in 1945 restart okay John Frisbee from Christchurch UK gave a glowing 5 out of 5 review boasting that as a 21 year old in 1945 my father traveled on the then troop ship Queen Mary across the Atlantic a trainee RAF don't know what that means pilot en route to Falconfield, Arizona, where he learned to fly. So finally, to stand on the same decks as he did all these years later meant so much more than just the history and culture of this amazing vessel. Our expectations were surpassed. The ship is well-preserved for its age, and there's plenty of fascinating plaques and signs to read. We opted for a tour guide, and what a wise choice that was. It's a massive ship with massive history, details, stories, and traditions. The more you the more of this you soak up as you stroll through the ship, the greater your enjoyment will be. Excellent gift shop, okay cafe, plentiful parking, a weekday in October, and a bargain at 27.95 pounds, euros, whatever. Euros. <laughs> euros. Adult ticket. Such fun, so many memories, an amazing value. RAF is Royal Air Force. That's ah, what it's for. gotcha. Tammy Oakley says it's fun for a night, as per the title, for three out of five review, saying, the room is fine for one night. Not sure if all the rooms are like this, but the bathroom was prehistoric and cleanliness and being up to date. I don't, I think she just didn't finish a sentence. I think she was meaning to say it was prehistoric and cleanliness and being up to date was, I don't know, not in their plan or whatever. <laughs> anyway, I understand wanting to be authentic, but this bathroom was just gross. And I was afraid to walk on the floor. The toilet was old and creepy. The bed was nice. That part was lean. I think it was supposed to be clean. I think it's clean. Uh, but the walls are super thin, if you know what I mean. <laughs> what do you expect in a ship that was originally built in 1936? It's like or no, earlier than then. that. Exactly. Yeah. The walls are thin. Yeah, you're not going to be getting that's first a, class. That's a neighbor problem. Yeah. <laughs> All right, um, so this person see a bunch of numbers and letters that I cannot put together in a <laughs> word or phrase. Went there to get engaged and gave it a four out of five, saying, Beautiful ship, great history, booked the Queen Mary suite to make it a memorable stay. When booking, I told the reservation person that we came for New Year's to the QQM I think it's just supposed to Maybe be QM. just supposed to be QM for Queen Mary. Uh, <laughs> to get engaged. Was told that it was noted and they would make sure the suite was a little more dressed up than usual, extra pillows and such. 
Unfortunately, although the history and beauty of the room was quite evident, absolutely nothing else except typical cleaning was done to the room. I was disappointed that nothing else at all was done. Ate at Winston's, which was phenomenal. Overall, being history geeks, we love the boat, but there needs to be a little more attention to special events in people's lives that warrant them coming to celebrate on the boat. I get that. I think I'd be a little upset if I called ahead and I was going to propose to someone, which is literally never going to happen, but let's pretend I was. (laughs) Yeah. And I called and I was like, I had a special occasion. They'd like to make it a little bit more special. I can totally get someone being like a little bit pissed off. Well, yeah. And like, yes, they're technically in the hotel industry. If you make special requests like that, they should be able to accommodate or if they say they're going to do it, do it. That being said, extra. (laughs) That being said, though, if you're told something on the phone and you're a little disappointed, you don't have to be mean or anything. You can always just go up to the front desk and say, hey, I was told this. I'm just wondering what happened. You know, just ask them. Although it might like have ruined the experience if they got to the room. And like, I mean, I would always double check myself if I got to the hotel, like send your significant other like, oh, honey, look at the beautiful painting. Hey, buddy, did you uh, get the note about uh, the uh, wink, wink engagement? Yeah, okay, thanks. Oh, no, I'm so sorry, sir. Um, let me just uh, put a bottle of champagne in your room. Just take it. Yeah, yeah, it's okay. We're going to go check out the pool. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, you know, we'll come back afterwards. Oh, sir, Wiki, you can't go in that pool. It's fucked. <laughs> anyway, my point is... <laughs> I would double check when I got to the hotel if it's something that big, like an engagement. Yeah, if it's that important and you want to make sure, sure it's special. I'm sure tell the person on duty, they're going to be like, oh my goodness. Because they want to be parts of that stuff. Plus, obviously, nowadays with like Instagram, you have pictures up there, you like hashtag Queen Mary. They want that shit. Maybe some people just would prefer to complain about it afterwards instead All of actually taking, afterwards. taking charge of the situation I guess I don't know I have to say if I found out like my significant other had planned like this big engagement and he was pissed off afterwards because they didn't do something and he didn't go talk to the hotel I'd probably slap him silly like come on guy just ask (laughs) there's no harm in asking the worst they could say is no they're like oh my goodness I'm so sorry we forgot let me do it for you now right well, you check out the pool that you can't go in. <laughs> okay, they actually don't have any pools on the ship. This is, um, they've closed them all down, obviously. Yeah. They're like old and decrepit and whatever and unsafe, but mm-hmm. whatever. Overall, the reviews appear to be positive towards the experience of the Queen Mary, the history, the decor. I don't know why I put experience twice, but I did. Uh, but negative towards the price, value, and parking. I visited myself in September, that, like I said earlier, and while I admit uh, I did not stay the night, I did find the ship to be beautiful, exceptional to explore, and this would have been a great time to mention that it is twice the size <laughs> of the Titanic, but I did not. Uh, we wandered around ourselves for a bit before taking the Haunted Experiences Tour. I don't remember what I called it earlier. I think that's actually what it's called. Uh, and admittedly, we didn't give ourselves enough time to explore because there's definitely lots of parts of the ship that we um, casually walked by or just didn't even see. As for the haunting on the ship, <laughs> I did read a blog that said there is a, quote, great deal of evidence online, 
unquote, to support the Queen Mary being haunted. Full camera and phone batteries draining orbs of whatever those are taunting you or spirits visiting i didn't see any spirits or orbs how could you see orbs if you don't know know what they are (laughs) yeah 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 whatever (laughs) didn't see any okay nor did my phone suddenly drain the battery it did die but that was more because i was taking a bunch of pictures you can go to instagram and check them all out uh but it it is beautiful like a really beautiful old piece of history and i really did enjoy the ghost tour even if we didn't see any after doing all the research and hearing all of Tay's stories and seeing pictures that she took while she was there, I am super jealous that I did not get to go. And I really hope that I get to go in the future because I would love to see it. I love history just mm-hmm. as much as Tay does. And I just, it, it's amazing. You should check out the pictures. I also want to stop and say we are not currently sponsored by the Queen Mary, but we wouldn't be particularly opposed to it you know if you, <laughs> you want us to drop by there and do a podcast or whatever we're totally cool with that you just give us a call that sums up our research and experiences on the queen mary if you're interested in seeing some pictures that we came across in our internet travels while we did research you can find these on the haunted podcast website www.hauntedpodcast.com thehauntedpodcast.com Oh, I missed the the. Close, though. (laughs) And podcast with an S. Yes. Multiple ones, because there's two. (laughs) Or a few of them we'll throw on Twitter. You can find us at The Haunted Pods, with an S, and also at The Haunted Pods on Facebook. Same as Instagram. And Twitter. We already said Twitter. You literally find us. Well, there's Twitter there. You said Instagram. <laughs> you skipped Twitter. It's okay. No, I said Twitter, and then I said Facebook, and then I said, and Instagram. Oh, okay. Well, I, I think. confused myself. <laughs> apparently, I am not listening. Sorry to drag that on. Uh, in um, summary, it's the haunted pods everywhere. Yeah. And Tay also is going to put up some pictures that she personally took. Hell yeah. When she visited the Queen Mary. Hell yeah, yeah. If you have ghost stories from your travels on the Queen Mary, unlike me, or anywhere else for that matter, you can email them to us at stories at thehauntedpodcasts.com. Um, and this can be, you can either email us text-based stories and we will read them out for you, or uh, you can actually just send in audio files. We can flip them right into the podcast either way, whichever you prefer. We're hoping to prepare a bonus episode of listener stories for the Queen Mary, so definitely pass yours along. If you like the podcast, we're going to be those annoying podcast hosts that ask you to give us a five-star rating on your favorite podcast directory. This helps other people find us and helps support the business side of the podcast. It also helps you if you like the show, because once we've reached the first 100 reviews, we are going to give you all a bonus episode. So the sooner the reviews come in, the faster you get the bonus episode. Uh, we also have a second podcast coming out next week called The Haunted true crime podcast sorry it's actually just called the haunted true crime (laughs) (laughs) and if you're already subscribed um and if you're not already subscribed you definitely should be so there is a preview out already by the time this is gonna drop so you can subscribe when you get that preview and then um the rest of them will come automatically you can listen uh to haunted true crime anywhere you find haunted history uh we look forward to seeing you in two weeks time with our next episode when we talk about the hauntings at cedar point north america's second oldest theme park if you want to hear more haunted history episodes consider becoming a, par- a member on patreon 
If you want to be a member and have an idea of what you'd like to see offered as a member, uh, hit us up at stories at the haunted podcast.com. And we would love to hear you out about that. We hope to see you next time here on the haunted history podcast. But until then, try not to ghost anyone. Ooh. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. <laughs> I know you missed us in case you are wondering we are not sponsored by anyone we are not sponsored by booking.com expedia travel whatever website the queen mary whatever, the queen mary <laughs> <laughs> trip advisor is that the one we use oh yeah we simply use things uh that we find on the internet so just wanted to give a Little disclaimer at the end of the podcast, probably not listening to it, and that's totally fine. I think our asses are still covered then. <laughs> but we find all of ourselves, uh, we free source it on the internet, and that is that. So we do not express any opinion of anyone else, uh, just kind of our own, because we feel like it. Sorry. Catch you later. <laughs> <laughs>